happy new year time for those who observe the lunar calendar. And it's tomorrow, actually officially is New Year's Day. The Lower Mainland's largest lunar New Year celebration is making its return to help usher in the year of the rabbit. It's Lunar Fest Vancouver. It kicked off yesterday. It includes a number of events held in several different locations around town, including outdoor art installations, a culinary showcase, and plenty more. Here to tell us more is Charlie Wu. He's the managing director of the Asian Canadian Special Events Association, which organizes Lunar Fest Vancouver. Charlie, it's been almost exactly to the day one year since we last had a conversation on the radio. Good morning and welcome back. And Happy New Year, Sterling. Thanks for having me again. Uh, really uh, glad to be here. Well, it's good to have you with us. And uh, 2023, it's the year of the rabbit. Anything particularly special about the year of the rabbit you want to tell us about, Charlie, before we dive into the what's going on and where? Well, it, I think it ultimately uh, for Lunar New Year is all about uh, family, family reunions and about having a fresh perspective to start a new year. And uh, for Year of the Rabbit, I think uh, the symbolism is about peace and prosperity. So we are all looking forward to a great New Year. All right. Now we're hearing uh, about uh, the parade, for example, as one of the many events. And I pulled up uh, tomorrow's forecast, Charlie. You'll be pleased to hear that the Environment Canada forecast for tomorrow is a mix of sun and cloud with a high of uh, six degrees and a fairly low probability of precipitation. That's an enormous relief for the organizers of the parade in Chinatown tomorrow. Well, obviously, I think it's a long time uh, waiting for a lot of people uh, to be able to do this again. And it's a stable for Vancouver. And I'm hoping that people, once they finish the parade, can stop by uh, different sites that we have in downtown to check out the lanterns. Well, let's talk about some of those other sites that you've got. Now, right here next to next door to us, we're at Georgia and Granville in the TD Tower, and we're right next door to the Vancouver Art Gallery, and uh, there's a big uh, festival going on there over the next couple of days this weekend. Tell us about what's happening there. Sure. I think uh, there's two components of our uh, festivals, and there's the Lantern City, which is uh, the, is the Lantern installations that you're seeing. And we have three sites, uh, starting from Jack Poole Plaza, and uh, and the uh, Art Gallery Plaza, as well as Granville Island okay. at the Ocean Art Pavilion, yes. Okay, so three different Lantern Festival locations, down on the waterfront of Jackpool Plaza, uh, at the Art Gallery, and down on Granville Island as well. And each is different from the other, correct? That's correct. And we have seen kind of weave them together. We uh, have Indigenous uh, artists featured at the Jackpool Plaza, and uh, we have uh, multiple... Uh, different ethnicities, uh, artists represented at the art gallery. And we have a very youth-inspired uh, uh, theme at the uh, Grambo Island. So all these are connected uh, to the way that we want to be able to reflect the communities in the that we're celebrating this with. And so Lunafest should be about uh, bringing people together and celebrate a tradition like no other. Indeed, and I'm, I'm looking at some of the notes, and for example, the the uh, Lantern Festival activities on Granville Island, uh, this one is entitled The Colors of Formosa, which of course is the old name for Taiwan, which reminds me that it's not just about Chinese people at Lunar New Year, is it? This is a an event that is celebrated in the, the calendars of many Asian nations. Uh, yes, and I'm originally from Taiwan as well, okay. and the Colors of Formosa is actually an exhibit that we added this year, and uh, that features the, the fabric and dye artists and the, their work, and this is a way for us to kind of show how close we are connected to um, 
to nature. And we also had a uh, uh, school outreach where 2,000 students actually participated uh, in a persimmon dye workshop. And they're going to come back and check out these master's work at the Granville Island. But uh, this is how we want uh, the kids to learn lessons uh, with uh, you know, the relationship we have with nature and culture and people. Indeed, and in next door at the arts, uh, the art gallery, rather the square at the front of the art gallery, uh, there's uh, a part of the Lunar Fest activity includes, uh, and this is in combination with Dine Out Vancouver. There's a street food uh, truck festival going on as well, right? Yeah, and just like I was saying about celebrate like no other, uh, we're so happy to have uh, the street food uh, festival, the food truck uh, event happening today and tomorrow. And, uh, and throughout the week for, uh, for the street food festival as well. And so people can actually come out and enjoy some food at the same time admiring these uh, fabulous artists that we, that we have showcased uh, on, the, on the lanterns. And uh, any music uh, as part of this? Of course, music is always part of a, an, an enjoyable New Year's celebration and festival. Uh, where can one go to enjoy the Lunar Festival music this weekend, Charlie? Well, Sterling, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, we do have a concert at the Ophrium on the 24th, and it's called Together We Are. And um, uh, we're bringing, uh, uh, you know, different music groups from Vancouver's, uh, including uh, Harmonia String Ensemble and uh, Vivaldi Chamber Choir out in the Harmony uh, Choir, as well as uh, uh, Symphonic Strings. And... and also, I'd like to feature that uh, we are also, also including a uh, renowned Ukrainian pianist uh, in the name of Anna Sakolova, ah. and she will be performing here. She's a new resident for Vancouver. That's uh, we want to invite her. That's why we want to invite her to celebrate Lunar New Year with us. Indeed. So that happens on the 24th at the Orpheum Theater. Now, is that a sellout already, Charlie, or are there still tickets available? There are still tickets available, and it's free. And But at the same time, just to let you know, if you have friends across the Pacific or anywhere in the world, this event is being live-streamed because we want to celebrate with our friends and families across the, uh, the water and, and around the world. Interesting stuff. So now uh, let's start zoom in on the parade in Chinatown tomorrow. Give us the nuts and bolts of the whens and the wheres, if you would, please. Well, uh the, I'm not the organizer for the parade, but uh, we're, we're, I'm aware that the, the, the Chinatown uh, parade is, uh, is taking place. And so we're, I'm looking forward to it. And every year when we, uh, when we were celebrating, when there was a parade, people come gather together in downtown. And um, it's a, fabu- a fabulous time uh, for people to uh, actually meet each other and um, say, say Happy New Year to each other. Yeah, and as I understand it now, the uh, the parade, it's, it's, it's been away it's for the last couple of years, as has everything, Charlie. I mean, it's when you and I talked a year ago, it was pretty virtual, wasn't it? Yeah, well, we had to uh, do uh, pivot quite a bit uh, because of, uh, you know, the pandemic. And that's why, uh, it, you know, the lantern installation that we have helped us uh, to kind of bring the spirit uh, uh, together and, and allowing people to, to get a feel of it. And it also grew at the time. So from three sites, uh, now uh, from two sites to three sites. And we also have a, a little installation at the uh, Western, uh, Western BIA uh, area, uh, which is Robson and Cadero. Okay. There's a Hakka Starry Sky installation, which uh, it's another lantern installation. It uh, showcases the, the culture of Hakka and how they are symbolized with uh, 
the union of uh, families as well. Interesting. Now, 11 o'clock, by the way, is the official start time for the Chinatown uh, Lunar New Year Parade. It'll start at the Millennium Gate. That's over on Pender Street. Uh, and uh, it'll take uh, wind its way along Pender and end up basically at Kiefer and Abbott. It'll take a couple of hours at least. It's over a kilometer long. Uh, but 11 o'clock is the official start time. So it's pretty smart if you're going to go down, especially and bring the family. You want to get down park the car and uh, find a good spot to watch so be there and be ready for an 11 o'clock start rather than arriving at 11 and trying to find uh, uh, uh trying to get up uh, get caught up with everything but that's the official start time and it's always so colorful charlie yeah and then you know that's uh, that's the beauty of uh, uh lunar new year and and then all the cultures that celebrate them and including uh Korean, Vietnamese, Chinese, and yes. Taiwanese, and even Mongolians celebrate the Lunar New Year as well. So uh, it's a good, great time to actually um, uh, check out all these uh, festivities. And finally, a question to you, because you are sort of a, part of the umbrella organization, one of several that uh, organizes Lunar Fest Vancouver. How many months have you been working on this year's event, Charlie? Well, we started uh, uh, sometime in in May, June last year, yeah. and because of the lantern installation, we need to be able to reach out to artists and make sure their work fits into our theme, and as well as uh, bringing different uh, artists uh, together. We have a, a culinary uh, workshop today, which is sold out already Good. at the uh, uh, Ocean Artwork in Granville Island. It's doing rice cake. So... All sorts of different activities that need uh, a bit of planning. So it's great that uh, we'll be able to do this, and I'm really uh, happy to have uh, people like yourself supporting, uh, spreading the word. Oh, it's our pleasure to do so, Charlie. Great to have you back on the show again, and going hey, fat choy. Well, same to you. Thank you, Sterling. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.